Let us read from God's Word. John chapter 11, from verse 1 to verse 44. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here, and he is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, 
He was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odour, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. It was Palm Sunday last week and we were reflecting on Jesus entering Jerusalem as king. The crowds were excited, their voices were lifted up in praise and uh, thanksgiving. And we finished with a glimpse of looking at the religious leaders. The religious leaders who were upset about Jesus' popularity. They wanted Jesus dead. And they wanted a man named Lazarus whom Jesus had raised from the dead, to go back to being dead as well. So this Easter Sunday, as we reflect on Jesus rising from the dead, I thought, let's go back to the story of Lazarus and see how Jesus raised him from the dead. So that we're in a position to reflect on whether Jesus might raise us from the dead one day as well. And the first thing that strikes us as we go back to that story is that it begins with delay. Jesus is several days away when he learns that his friend Lazarus is unwell. And no offence intended to the Bethany Public Hospital, but medical care in Jesus' day was nothing in comparison to today. If we learn that a close friend or a family member is in hospital, we'd go visit. Especially if it was serious, we'd visit quickly. So when Jesus hears that his friend Lazarus is sick, we expect Jesus to rush off to help. After all, that's why the two sisters of Lazarus, Martha and Mary, have sent Jesus this message. They know that Jesus has the power to heal. They know that Jesus loves them. And yet, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Jesus' followers, his disciples, didn't seem particularly surprised by this delay because Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, and I'm going there to wake him up. The disciples see this as a good sign. If Lazarus is sleeping, they think he's going to get better, isn't he? 
Sleep is sometimes the best medicine. But only then does Jesus explain that he's been using the word sleep as an expression for death. Lazarus has, in fact, already died. By the time Jesus and his disciples eventually arrive, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. The funeral's already taken place, and Martha, running to meet Jesus when he eventually shows up, speaks of that delay when she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If only you'd been here, Lord, if only. If only, then things would have been different. If if only you'd helped, if, if only my brother would still be alive. But he died. So why did Jesus delay? Well, we're given two reasons by Jesus himself. The first reason is that the story isn't going to end in death. Jesus already plans to raise Lazarus from the dead and display his power and glory. And the second reason is that Jesus wants to help his disciples to be strengthened in their faith through seeing his power over life and death. You know, whenever God delays in answering what seems to us to be quite a reasonable request, There's always a reason. Jesus revealed going to Lazarus' aid. He delayed going to Lazarus' aid to reveal his glory and to strengthen the faith of his disciples. Perhaps that's why God doesn't seem to be answering one of your prayers today. You're wondering perhaps why the world is in such chaos. You're wondering what God's purposes are for it in the midst of it all. Maybe you're praying for work, but it's looking like you'll lose your job instead in the week or weeks ahead. My friend, this story shows us that Jesus' delay in answering prayer and answering the requests of his people doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't care. No, Jesus deeply loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He deeply loved them. They were very close friends, And yet Jesus delayed coming to them. He even allowed the situation that they were facing to get worse. Why? So that he could reveal his power and glory and strengthen faith. My friend, when you choose to follow Jesus, you are not promised an easy road. God allows trials to come our way because Jesus wants to shape us into being faithful disciples. God wants to give you an opportunity to grow, to to trust him the more, to depend on him alone. And Maybe that is what this pandemic season is going to work in your soul, a, a greater dependence on God, depending on God in ways that you have not done so right up until this moment. So God's delay in answering prayer isn't because God can't do what you've asked. He's delaying because, in a sense, he has better things in store. God does delay, but always for a reason, and never because he doesn't care. Delay. And if delay surprised us, then I think what follows next surprises us as well. Delay is followed by hope. Delays followed by hope. 
I want you to notice that even though Martha's brother has died, she hasn't lost her confidence in Jesus. She, uh, listen to what she says. She says, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Martha's saying, that she hasn't lost confidence in Jesus. She still recognized the closeness that he has with God the Father. And even now, she still believes that Jesus can bring hope to the family. And Jesus, who loves Martha, who loves Martha deeply, extends that hope to her. He says, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha replies, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha's using the same language that we often use at a funeral, don't we? When we speak words of comfort, when we remind one another, when we remind ourselves that we will see our loved ones again, that death is not the end of life, that there is a life to come when we will be reunited with our loved ones who died with faith in the Lord. And you know, Martha found real hope in this. And there's real hope for us in this too. Hope and comfort when we face death in this life, whether our own death or the death of a loved one. It's a hope that gives us hope and comfort in a time of pandemic because, as John MacArthur said just a couple of weeks ago, there's a stability in our lives as Christians at this time because we have a secure eternity. And what that means is this, that even the worst that could ever happen to us would in fact be the best that could ever happen to us. We have hope and so we live with hope, especially at a time like this. And yet hope doesn't make death any more natural or any less real and painful. As human beings created in God's image, we weren't made for death. The Bible describes the situation on planet Earth like this. We brought death upon ourselves when we chose to rebel against God, when we chose to go our own way in life. We brought death upon ourselves. But in the midst of that, Here's the good news, that God did not abandon his creation. In fact, already in the Garden of Eden, there was hope. There was hope that Satan and sickness and death would one day be crushed. And you know what, my friend? The sad things in this life began to come untrue on Easter Sunday morning. On the very first Easter, when Jesus rose from the dead after crushing sin upon the cross. And you know, Jesus rising from the dead is the promise that one day we too will rise from the dead on the final day. On the final day that Martha had in mind. We'll rise again, freed from the curse of death. We'll rise in renewed bodies to live in a renewed creation. Jesus rising from the dead gives us the hope that we too will rise. His resurrection is a little bit like what you might experience when you go to pop a bag of popcorn in the microwave. You know, you put the bag in there and you 
turn the microwave on and then you you wait and you wait and you wait. Sometimes it feels like an eternity before anything begins to happen. And just perhaps when you're beginning to lose hope, perhaps you've bought a bad batch, all of a sudden there's that sound, that glorious sound. Pop. And the first kernel has popped and all the others follow shortly thereafter. You know what, friend? That is what Jesus rising from the dead is like for us. It gives us hope. It gives us hope about the life, the resurrection that's still to come. Jesus rose and we will too. That's our hope. And with hope also comes promise. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And in these words, Jesus is revealing himself as the source of life itself. Think of one of the most famous verses in the Bible, also here in John's Gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What does it mean, though, that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Jesus is the resurrection. That even though Lazarus dies, even though you and I die, we have life in Christ. Even death and all its ugliness cannot separate us from the love of God. And Jesus is the one Jesus is the one, as the resurrection, who will raise our bodies on the last day as well. And with Lazarus, we know, we know that it's not just talk. We know that Jesus has the power to do what he promises because he backs up his talk with power and action. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He just uttered the words, Lazarus, come out. But Lazarus is just the sneak preview. Everything's leading up to Easter, where Jesus was put to death, crucified and buried in a tomb. Everything's leading up to the third day, to Easter Sunday morning, when Jesus rose from the dead, demonstrating that death no longer had power over him. Everything was leading up to Easter. I am the resurrection. And Jesus is life. Jesus is life itself Jesus says whoever lives by believing in me will never die and at first that sounds like almost a contradiction doesn't it but in fact what Jesus is doing is focusing our attention on the reality of the new life that he gives to all who believe in him He's wanting us to see that the Christian life is a life that begins now. Not in the future. It begins now. It begins when you believe in Jesus. And it's a life that cannot be taken from us. Sickness cannot take this life from you. COVID-19 cannot take this life from you. Death itself cannot take this life from you. Death cannot separate you from Jesus. And in that sense... You and I, we will truly never die.
That's Jesus' promise to all who follow him. I am the resurrection and the life. In me, you have new life already, and I will raise you from the dead on the final day. Delay, followed by hope and promise. And Jesus leaves us with something else. He leaves us with a challenge. Jesus, having given words of hope and promise to Martha, now concludes with this challenge. Jesus says to her, Do you believe this? And Martha's reply, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And you know, while Lazarus being raised from the tomb, walking out of the tomb, wearing still the grave clothes, well, that seems to us perhaps like the climax of the story. I think the climax of this whole chapter is actually right here. It's right here in the faith of Martha. That's the real climax of the story. It's the reason why Jesus delayed coming to develop faith in Martha and in his other disciples. To develop faith. You see, it's not that Martha didn't believe. She believed in Jesus. She was following Jesus. And yet, belief can always be strengthened, can't it? Jesus' goal has been to lead Martha further on in her journey of of faith and discovery of of who he is and, and his power and his love. As he gave her hope, as he gave her promises about the new life that is ours already. As he revealed new aspects of his mission and his goal, why he was there, why he came to earth. He came to die to be raised up. And Martha says... I believe. Martha doesn't just have faith in general. Faith is a concept. Faith in general doesn't save anyone. No, her faith has content, doesn't it? There's something that's believed, not just belief itself. And and what does she believe? You are the Messiah, the Saviour. You are the Son of God. You are God who entered our world. You are the one who was to come. You are the promised one. Jesus' words of challenge come to us as well this Easter Sunday. Do you believe this? So I want to ask you this question today. Do you believe And if you do or if you don't, what might be the next step for you in your journey of faith? You know, perhaps you've been a follower of Jesus for many years and your faith is strong. And yet there's still a richness in Jesus that's there for you to discover. Jesus comes to bring life. Do you know the fullness of the eternal life which Jesus came to bring you? Life that begins now. Life that begins already. Or perhaps this Easter Sunday finds you in a time of doubt and struggle. Battling with unanswered prayer. Soldiering on in a difficult situation. Experiencing delay. And perhaps the next step for you will be to remind yourself of Jesus' love for you. 
that the hard situation that you are in is intended by Jesus for your good, for you to grow in your faith. Perhaps you need to remind yourself that Jesus promises to walk with us even through the valley of the shadow of death. You can reflect today on the life which is yours in Jesus now and in the life to come. Or perhaps you have yet to believe. Could be that you've been a churchgoer for many years or perhaps today is the very first time you've attended a church service. And you can sense today, you can sense that Jesus is speaking to you in these words that we have read and that we are reflected on together. Jesus is calling to you. He's speaking to you. He's calling your name. He's he's challenging you. He's challenging you to consider his claims, to consider his power, to take note of his love. He's challenging you to commit yourself to him. To follow and believe in the Savior who died and then rose on the third day, showing himself to truly be the Savior of the world. Jesus speaks to each one of us today. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Let me lead you in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the resurrection and the life. And that having been raised from the dead, you now extend hope and promise and new life to us. We pray that you would fill us with joy this Easter. And that you would especially fill us with joy in difficult and troublesome circumstances that we might be facing right now. Thank you for your boundless love for us. Thank you for love which sent you to the cross. Thank you for love which rose from the dead. Thank you that we can celebrate with joy today. Thank you. Amen.